once said, Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Welcome to Building Grit, one call at a time. Every human being will be faced with a massive challenge. How you deal with problems is based on grit, determination, perseverance, and will. On this show, we talk to people who face challenges and how they dealt with them. This is Building Grit, one call at a time. And this is your host, Nick Wingo. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Building Grit, One Call at a Time. Today, I am honored and I just am so privileged to be able to be sitting in the Underdog Empowerment Studio. And it's just mind-blowing to me that I am the first individual that actually gets to sit in the interviewer seat in the studio other than yours truly, Zachary Babcock. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Dude, what is cracking, Nick? This is uh, it's an awesome setup you got here. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, it's dope for sure. Uh, man, you know, I, I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am to be sitting right here right now with you. It's just, it's amazing to me. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you are right now and what it is that you got going on? Yeah, dude. Well, I was uh, kind of telling you as we grabbed lunch in between interviews, the feeling feelings mutual. I'm so grateful that you know, you, you're like, fuck that. I'm getting on a plane. I'm going to fly out here to St. Louis and get on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really cool, man. Cause like, dude, just two years ago, I was broke as shit trying to figure this stuff out, you know, as an entrepreneur. And now it's growing into something pretty, pretty cool, man, where it's impacting a lot of people that hold a lot of the same core values. So super grateful. Likewise, dude, we're cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? Uh, just, sure. just going all in. Yeah. Myself, dude, I'll give you the, I'll give you the cliff notes version, the high level overview. I don't know. Have you ever had that where you're jamming with somebody on a podcast and you ask them a question and then they start talking for like 20 minutes? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, you're like, bro, can we have a conversation? Yeah, can we talk about some shit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's uh, I get it because I'll get excited and shit sometimes too, but I like to have somewhat of a dialogue. But uh, for sure. Yeah, dude, I um, grew up a knucklehead, didn't have any chief aim in life, didn't have a father figure. I'm not making any excuses. I'm just, you know, telling how I grew up. And so I would always do things to try and fit in with other people, shit that was outside of my character. And I did it more so than what your average person would do, probably. And then I ended up getting a bunch of cases by the time I was 17, went to prison, did four years flat on a seven year sentence, came out for about two years. And then I went back for eight months. So I did a total of five years total. But I went back just 20 days from my twin boys were born. And I was done after that, dude. I was like, dude, that, that was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. And I was like, dude, I can't fucking do this anymore. Like, I am a good father. I care about my family. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get back home and I'm going to be a part of their lives. And what do you think the second time, what was it about the second time that really made you go like, fuck this, like, I can't do yeah. this again? It was going back just 20 days before they were born because I grew up, you know, without a father, like I mentioned, and I used to play football. And when I used to play football, I would see all my friends' dads at practice. And I used to wonder how that felt just to have, you know, my dad there. And I couldn't wait to be a dad. You know what I'm saying? And then now I'm going back to prison 20 days before they were born because of, because I threw a pity party and was feeling sorry for myself. And now I'm missing out on this incredible moment that I'm never going to get back again. I was like, I'm not going to be not in their life. You know what I mean? So right. That was it for me. Man, that's dope. You know, it's crazy the way that life like plays out, right? And yeah. we were just talking about this earlier is that like these certain things have to happen in order for you to get to where you're going, right? Yeah. So I love hearing the story of like where you were because so often people get caught up in, oh, I can't get to this because I was this or this was who I was. But that's so far from the truth. Amen. Amen. It, I mean, 
that's tough man because it's so far from the truth but i i, I don't make excuses for people i don't but at the same time, I kind of I kind of look at it, you know, when I was in prison, there was, you know, people that you could tell that were going to actually change their life around and shit that were, you know, but then there was also people that were like totally institutionalized. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. it's sad because they're ne- this is all they're ever going to know and they're going to die here and they're going to be in and out their home child. Like they're at a point of no return. It really is people like that. It's sad to see that. And I always wonder like, well, why is that? What's the difference? You know, like, and I almost feel like somewhat to a degree of what it is is like some people were never exposed to what could truly be possible and then some that were so for an example like like i didn't grow up rich or nothing but i didn't never i didn't do without like i never went without but um i always had my mom that believed in me you know no matter what she was always there always believed in me and so i i was exposed she always said you could do anything you put your mind to and she had this confidence in me some people don't have that growing up so I don't know. I'm not making excuses for anybody, but I, I try to weigh those things and try and fi- try to think those things through sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I almost wonder if it's like a lack of vision, right? Mm. Like the inability to have vision, because like we were talking about vision is so important because having that clarity of like what you want out of life and where you want to go. If you don't have that, like what else do you have? Bro, dude, like we were talking about, like the, you got to have grit, you got to have drive, you got to have, you know, an undying hunger and strong reasons why you're doing it, all this stuff, right? But vision, bro, like, dude, and like how we were kind of talking about in the car where, you know, as, as time goes on, you get more clear on it, dude, it's, it just keeps on getting more focused as long as you keep, you know, you have like that end goal initially that you start striving towards, but it's a little bit foggy, right? You know, the you can't always see everything on the road and you got to turn the, what do you call it? The... The, the defrost the defrost on i couldn't think of it uh, <laughs> it's all good <laughs> you know and so the defrost comes in and it starts clearing up now you can see like the snow and like the little puddle stuff that you got to watch on the road and stuff and you start getting clear on the vision and like that's what has happened this whole entire time like my vision's always been nine percent recidivism rate or lower nationwide in the u.s i want to create programs that literally change the prison reform and, and kill off that system and then also make it fucking cool again to be yourself you know what i'm saying like in the internet marketing space everybody's taking pictures in front of random Lamborghinis they think they got to be something that they're not they got to act further along than what they truly are they get imposter syndrome all this bullshit because they see all these highlight reels on social media and it's not people just being real and so those are like the two main missions but now ever since our the event that we got to jam at in utah been on that vertical integration tip each one of the companies though that i got they all serve a singular crystal clear vision purpose and it's all different, but they all help reach those two things that I mentioned, 9% recidivism rate or lower and making it cool to be your fucking self. So for an example, podcast powertrain, that's the agency where we help people, you know, dominate with podcasts. The whole vision, the whole purpose, the whole mission of that entire company, helping alpha entrepreneurs create dominant brands with podcasts. Boom. Pod Effect, the hosting company that we're launching, the whole vision, whole purpose, the whole reason why we exist for that business is a one place for podcasters to come to launch, run and market their podcasts. Boom, simple, clear. And then the other thing that we're building now, it's only about that's kind of kind of on the hush. I can't really say <laughs> that's the, the, the big idea it's only about. Mm-hmm. The whole vision, purpose, sing, dialed in. The whole thing is that it's connecting creators with fans to build stronger communities. You know? So, yeah. so if you have that vision of what that looks like, and obviously I can go super deep on the details, which I'm going to spare, but, right. but you had that and, and then you have that end result thing and you're focused on the service of what that does, the result, the value it brings everything else takes care of itself man right and then we talked about like you gotta have that action too right oh like, yeah. you gotta have that fucking action because so <laughs> many people will get caught up in lack of vision 
Yeah. Right. And then they get the vision and they're like, well, why isn't anything happening? And it's like, well, because you fucking lay on the couch and you don't do shit. All you do is meditate all day long. Like, where's the action at? Like, there's nothing wrong with meditating, but where, what are you doing specifically to make that vision real other than thinking about it all the time? Right. And, you know, I think that's something that needs to be clarified for people too and understand is that it doesn't have to be big action. Right. Right. Like it's the small actions over time that lead to the big things. And I think we have the been lied to things done and done day and day out, the consistency. Right. Like, and I you think know? that we've been lied to by social media and by all this shit, because we do see these people who have Lamborghinis, all these things they're posing, right. They're not living a true life. They're not, that's not really who they are, what they have really have going on. And so that's what you see. And then you like, you want this overnight. Yeah. Um, you want this overnight expansion. You want to be this huge brand. Yeah. I mean, just this podcast alone, this is my 26th episode and I'm growing slowly. But that's all part of the process. And I'm good with that. Like, I'm not going to just quit because I'm having slow growth. Yeah. Well, dude, I love what you said right there. Really do. That's another thing, not just with the people seeing the other like actual scammers and shit out there, but the world we live in today, it's like programming us for instant gratification. You go on a video game, it's at your fingertips and you immediately get all these dopamine hits right away. You don't have to actually work for something like you used to and shit that actually takes time. And I feel like it's destroying a lot of kids. And, oh and, man. Dude, you know, because anything worth having in life that's last, that's legendary, it's not built just overnight. It doesn't happen. It's like it takes time and mm. nurturing development and and love and blood sweat and tears and all these different emotions put into it and and it just doesn't happen overnight and and so we're all conditioned like oh i need to something to happen right now and if it doesn't happen right now then i'm moving on to the next and there's no that's why i feel like you win today if you actually dig deep like there's a i used to make a lot of fun of them publicly just because i can't stand their core values and what they stand for and now i'm like i'm not going to give you free marketing and say your name no more. But this company talks about like, hey, you don't have to be an expert. You just got to be two chapters ahead of who you're selling to. And they're using that out of a phrase out of a book called or a movie, Catch Me If You Can. I'm like, well, dude, I fucking seen that movie and that dude went to prison. All right. And I've been to prison. I'm not trying to go back. I'm going to actually become a true expert, a true master. I'm going to take the time and master my skills. And you can do all this tactical shit and be a flash in a pan and scam people or whatever and be here today and gone the next and you might get there faster than me, but I'm going to actually stay there because I'm actually going to build it on a solid foundation. I love that, man. Like this podcast for me originally started as almost like therapeutic counseling, right? Mm. Because I was having all this shit with work. I was seeing all this death. I was seeing all this shit going on. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, man, like people just think they're alone and they think that there's nobody else that's out there. Right. Yeah. And as I started to talk to people about all these crazy stories that are fucking making it and killing it, I was like, man, I need to get a podcast going that shows people that you can go to prison. You can have a car come through your house and land on you. You can have all this bad shit happen to you and you can still be a badass dude, a badass person, a badass individual, a badass female, and do all the things regardless of all that other shit. Bro, can I share? This is a story. It's a little bit of a longer one. Let's do it. All right. I feel like this is so valuable, especially you know for your show here, for your audience and exactly what you're just talking about. So when I was in prison the first time, I was 19, I went in when I was 19 and I'm 21 years old at the time and I was in there for four years. So 21 years old, two years into my four year stay. And at that time, dude, I wasn't into self-help or any, I was still into the being a bad boy type thing, like trying to fit in with other people and didn't have 
identity yet. Anyways, long story short, I'm in the hole, which is the prison inside of the prison. You can walk like three steps one way, three steps the next. Like it's tiny, dark, dirty, lonely, depressing, very little to any human interaction unless you have a cellmate, but that's it. And anyways, I got, I'm in there for two months and I get called back to a captain's office. And whenever you get called back to the captain's office, it's no good. And so I'm thinking like, man, somebody told on me for some shit that I hadn't gotten in trouble for yet. Or they're trying to get me to tell on somebody else. I don't care. I ain't got nothing to say. They got me for two months and they got to put me back out on the main yard. And so I go there and he's sitting behind his desk, you know, arms crossed, gold badge on, white shirt, black hat, me mug on his face. He's like, have a seat, Mr. Babcock. I'm like, for what, dude? I ain't got nothing to say. Like, what do y'all want to talk to me for? And he's like, well, you know, how long have you been locked up, Mr. Babcock? I'm like, two years, man. I ain't got shit to say. Put me back in my cell. And he's like, yo, yeah, well, you know, you can come back to the captain's office. Ain't good, right? I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. You got me for two months. Put me back in my fucking cell. I don't have shit to say. He's like, yeah, your mom called us over the weekend. And let us know your sister passed away from a heroin overdose. She had to break into the bathroom with a screwdriver and found her dead on the floor. Last thing I'm fucking expecting, man. And so I, I can't explain it, but like my vision went black, you know, I like had tunnel visions out and then it came back and then this adrenaline rush just comes through my body and then this tear starts flooding down my face and they gave me a 30 second phone call legit 30 seconds to my mom we're crying our, our heart out to each other and then the phone hangs up and then they put me back in the cell and i asked them to put me back in the cell by myself and i didn't want to sell man i just want to be by, my, by myself and they're cool enough to do that here's where the lesson comes in though for the next three days i sat in that cell all i could think about was all the mean things i ever said and did to my sister the goodbye i never get to tell her the fact that my mom's mourning her death getting ready to do the funeral and her only son's in prison i'm not going to be there all this shit, right and uh literally going crazy just in this eight by ten cell by myself just all these voices in my head like it was fucking crazy and on that third day i woke up and i totally lucked into this i woke up though and i was like and i'm not a religious person but i believe in god i'm spiritual right and I say, God, I don't know why I'm still alive, but there's got to be a reason. What can I do right now to find happiness and peace? Literally ask myself that question. And by asking that question, asking the right question, it got me to look for the right answers. You know, later on down the road, I read a book by Tony Robbins where he talks about this in 2017, seven years later. He's like, the questions you ask yourself, your brain has, if you, if you hear a question, your brain looks for the answer. If I'm like, Nick, What's Hydromed on your shirt? You, me, and everybody listening to this podcast right now is like, well, what is Hydromed? You know what I'm saying? We're thinking about it because you just heard that question, right? Right. So when we get in those situations, though, and I'm so guilty of this, a lot of times we'll ask the wrong questions. We're like, why is this shit always going to happen to me? And that's the wrong question because now you're looking for the wrong answer. You know, and I, I just so happened at this time, got lucky and asked the right question. Like, what can I do to find happiness and peace? And so I'm in this eight by 10 cell. I literally can't go out of it. I'm, that door is thick as fuck, dude. Like, there's, I'm not getting out of it. I'm there for two months. And I focused on, well, what could I, what do I have the power, the freedom to do? And I, and it wasn't much, but I developed this routine of, you think OCD is crazy. Don't have shit on this dude. Like I'm trying to clean the cell at the same time, every single day, wiping, they had different rags that I ripped up from a towel, one for the toilet, one for the sink, one for the wall, one for the floor, all the shit, sweeping dust bunnies off the floor with my bare hands, crazy routine, working out at the same time, writing letters at the same time, reading the Bible at the same time, all this stuff. Right. And towards the end of that two months, say, I found a peace of mind in one of the darkest times I've ever been in. And what that taught me is, is that one, the tool is ask the right questions, you get the right answers. And two, it doesn't matter what gets thrown at you. Like you can't always control what happens to you, but no matter what you always control, no matter what happens to you, you control how you respond to it. And that's, there's freedom in there that it can never be taken from you or anybody on the face of the surf. 
Man, dude, that is so strong. That's such a strong story, man. It just, Thanks, man. it really resonates me with, with me right now because my father just passed away uh, a few days ago. And, you know, with my dad passing, man, number one, like your stories, I'm so much more blessed to have, because I, like, I literally got to, you know, I'd not be with him because of COVID bullshit, but like I spent the last six months with my dad before he passed, right? And like you didn't get that time. And so I'm just reminded of count every blessing and just be present in every moment, right? Like if you can just be ever present in every moment, like you were, because you were present in that moment and you got some clarity out of just being present with yourself, you know? So I, man, that's just so crazy. Appreciate that, man. It's what you said is so, so real, so powerful. It's, it's hard too. It's simple, but that shit is hard to be present with, with the fucking, that device we got now that shows us all these notifications and it's all, it's training us to go back to see those notifications because it's playing on our human psychology of dopamine hits and yeah, it's not easy, but man, being present, that's powerful shit right there. It is, man. You know, it's like, just like we were talking about actually being physically in the studio together to do this rather than over a zoom. It's so much different. Like, yeah the power behind it, the connection, this podcast will have so much more power, so much more, the influxes in your voice, just the, all that people can feel that people know, like it's just different. Yeah. Zoom calls are awesome. You, I, I've done some really kick-ass interviews on Zoom. I'm pretty sure you, I know you have too, but there's nothing that beats that, you know, knee to knee, belly to belly, eye to eye, human touch. Like you just can't replace that. And that's one thing technology will never be able to place, in my, at least my opinion. Well, like, I agree with you. You know, you got all this AI shit coming out. Yeah, it's cool and, and whatever. And it's going to do all this other cool, sophisticated shit. But you're never going to be able to replace that human touch. Do you think that because of your circumstance of being in prison and having that time where you were completely shut off, is that why I you was blessed because of that did that drive you to did that give you like even want more of that connection like does that drive you to even more to want that connection bro yeah i missed the shit out of home like that's all i could think about a lot of times you know it was like back home everybody and stuff i went to high school and like now most of them don't even know where the hell i'm at now you know what i'm saying like that shit i used to think about that shit all the time and i used to, I used to vi- dude so we talking about vision going back like I didn't know this at the time, but I've always been a visionary. Dude, when I first went to prison, accepted the fact like, oh shit, I'm about to go away for some years. <laughs> My vision was I'm coming home, tatted the fuck out, six pack abs, gonna fucking look like a beast and fucking, you know, and, and gonna be a chick magnet when I came out, you know, cause I, at the time I wasn't, you know, married or whatnot. So Stephanie, if you're listening to this, <laughs> this is before I even met you, all right? <laughs> <is so> fair. <laughs> but that's what it was though, dude. And I created that cause I thought about that all day long, all the time and would, I could see myself with the tattoos and, and six packs and, and jacked and all this stuff and, and then coming home and, and it, it literally created that in my mind first. And then I thought about it all day long. Then I went and did what I had to do to get the tattoos and all that shit in prison. And that's why I ended up in the hole that time. But, but yeah, the vision though, it's, it's powerful, dude. Literally is. I don't know about you, dude. I will literally like, there'll be a, not every night, but many nights where I can't get to sleep because I can't quit seeing the vision and I'm like, Oh shit. You know? And then, and then I get excited about it. And then I'm just like, I'm sitting there just staring at the ceiling like, Oh wow. And I'm connecting all these dots and stuff. Like, I don't know. You ever have nights like that? Mine's always in the morning. In the so morning? I have it, but mine's in the morning. Like I wake up mm-hmm. and I like, I have this vision of this room that has, it's like this brick room. It's got this big, massive table that's like this wood, crazy, like crazy wood table that's got like this crazy epoxy on it. Yeah. And it's got just stacks of cash on it. <laughs> um, just like massive stacks of $100 bills. 
Yeah. Um, and so, and that's like, that's part of what like starts to kick my day is that's the first thing I see in the morning is that. Wow. Um, and so that's what I'm seeing every morning. Yeah. And it's crazy because I see how that could happen, right? Like I see all the things that could lead to that massive stack of cash. Through the IV business, right? You and your partners counting all that money up from right. people get the IVs and shit. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, there's some other things too that I'm going to, I'm going to build up and do. And, you know, so there's, I'm just looking, I'm looking for every opportunity there is available, you know? Amen. Hell yeah, dude. So it's everything, man. It is for sure. It is for <laughs> sure. So like you get out of prison and like, nobody wants to fucking give you the time of day. Nobody wants to, nobody's going to help you out. Like nobody gives a shit about you. Like, how do you break out of that? What is it that you do to like, you know, just because I know for me, like sometimes a lot of people, when somebody tells you you can't, they're like, damn, man, like this is tough for me. That shit drives me. Like you tell me I can't. And I'm like, watch me. Yeah, dude. So I try to break into that instead of out it. <laughs> like I try to, for everybody that's listening right now, like if you watch the video that we're recording right behind Nick, there's a science says I'm coming for everything they said I couldn't have. And then it says hashtag underdog shit. This whole entire podcast, underdog and power underdog. It's like, dude, before I launched a podcast, anytime I tried to collaborate with anybody, any entrepreneur up and coming, just like ourselves, nobody gave me the time of day to, they, they made, you know, they made fun of me, laughed at me for trying to become an entrepreneur. He's just an ex-con trying to start his own business. Fucking joker. Who does he think he is? You know, that's the type of stuff I was dealing with on a day in, day out basis. And that just pissed me off, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. Like I fucking grinded my gears and I was like, man, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm going to prove them wrong. Like, I'm like, like you got me fucked up, dude, just because I had a past. Like I learned from that. I'm, I'm out here trying to provide for my family and do some incredible shit now. And you're going to judge me on my past. And I get it. Everybody judges people. It's literally impossible not to judge people, but whether, because you have to immediately form an opinion of everything you come into contact because it's how we're hardwired for survival so there's no getting around that but whether or not you hang on to those snap judgments after you get to know that person that's a that's a different story and that's what I, that was what was going on dude and so i launched a podcast first and foremost to fill up my own cup because you can't fill up any other cups from your own cup and then also to power other underdog entrepreneurs in the process and i was like i'm just going to document the process like i don't give a fuck what it takes i know where the fuck i'm going and there ain't going to be no losing because I won't accept an L. Like I might fail a bunch of times, but I'm, you're not going to fucking stop me from doing this because I'm doing it. And, and it fuck, I seem way worse than any entrepreneurship can throw at me. So let's fucking go. You know, and that was my, that's my mindset. I was like, dude, I already done made it through the worst of the worst. Like there's, this has been my mentality. And so I carry that now where people do respect me now, do see that, you know, I'm capable of doing certain things, but now I still try and tap into it. And so I raise the bar and then I have a, a bigger visions where you know, like the one I was telling you about, like the, yeah. the odds of that me pulling that off are so slim to none. That's the reason why I want to. But I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually say that I fuck that. I think that there's so much higher. Yeah. Because of your drive. Yeah. Right. Because you have the clarity. You have the drive. You have the know how you have the people. Yeah. Like I'm saying like statistics are based off from they're just statistics. Right. Like they don't factor in the like the people who fucking win. Yeah. The people who get it are the ones like they're the ones that make that that statistic. Right. Yeah. Right. They're the they're the ones. So I would say I would argue and say that you're the one of the ones that are your statistic creator. Yeah. You know, what's crazy, too. You're right. And, and the people that really win. Don't get me wrong. There's smart people that win. I mean, like at Bill Gates or shit like that, you know. But a lot of times, so the people that win big, they're not the super smart, high IQ people. They're high EQ people. Look, if you give me the choice of, would you rather be like super nine thousand, extra extra smart, but no drive, confidence, persistence? You know what I'm saying? Like 
fuck that. Give me the confidence, the persistence, the drive all day long because you're going to figure it out. And you may not be as smart as the other people. Now, if you can have both, hey, you know, you're in there. Right. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, man, it's it, there's so many people that have built legendary shit that aren't really that smart. They're just really driven. They got high confidence and, and those types of character traits, emotionally intelligence, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I just, I, I wanted you to know that's my opinion of it. Thank like, you, I think you're going to fucking kill it. Hey, man. Likewise, you know, yeah, I think you're going to kill it just by, you know, just by the conversations we've had outside this podcast, just the friendship we're beginning to build. Like, I'm so grateful that I can be surrounded by somebody like yourself, right? Like, likewise, if, if you want to win in life, you have to find people who are winning in life, mm, right? It's a quote right there. <laughs> like, and if you want to lose in life, then you fucking surround yourself with people who are losing. I guarantee you're going to continue to lose. Amen. That's a quote right there. If you want to, find, if you want to win in life, you got to find people who are winning in life. Take that, make it a little picture quote on, and post it on Instagram and all that shit. You know what I'm talking about, like Gary Vee? Yeah, <laughs> for, sure. Right for, for it's, sure. It's true though, dude. Look, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do coming out of prison. I, I said I'm going to be in my kid's life and I'm be a responsible father. I'm gonna be happy and successful. And, you know, the vision was so blurry then, but I just knew that I had to be in my kid's life, responsible father, happy and successful like that. And I didn't know how I was going to do any of that. I just had strong reasons why. But the only thing I knew what I had to do was that people, places, and things. I had to change all that. I had to get around winners now because I can't hang out with the losers that I was with before because that's the results that I got. That's the only thing I knew. And that was it, man. And it's so true that people you hang out with, you become. And so if you keep leveling up your circle, you're going to level up in the process. I've literally lived that in my life, like from both extremes to like the right. lowest you could think to the, not the highest yet, but it's said in there, but like, I mean, I've been able to rub elbows with some pretty cool people. You know what I mean? For sure. And you know, I, like you start to attract the people that I would argue that I attracted you to me, right? Yeah. Like by the way that I interacted with you, like, and that story too, man, right? Like <laughs> I could have, I, like I could have just given you an IV. Yeah. Right. Like, so that's how we met. I get, we went to Tony Watley's event. I gave Zachary an IV and then we can, we just had some time to just really just rap for a while. And then we just started talking and more and more. And, and then like, now here we are. Yeah. But the reason is, is because I'm starting to level up. And so I'm attracting people who are also leveling up. Right. And so you, you, it's crazy to me how you start to attract those people towards you. Yeah, dude, it's crazy that story you told me about you and your wife, and then you're like, "Yeah, it's good. you're gonna help some people out with the IV." Like, that. Right. I was like, "Dude, it's crazy because it's exactly how it how it played out." And yeah, it is. Like, so, so my wife, my wife was like, "Hey, something's gonna happen to Zachary that you're gonna get connected somehow or or, or another." Um, and he fell off a bike with the little whoops <laughs> and fucked up his wrist. And I hooked him up with the go-go juice from Hydromed, a little IV action and fixed him right up with some Toradol and some B12 and B-complex and magnesium. by the way. Dude, I was like dead before that. Like That's I couldn't, so awesome. I, I couldn't even get my fucking wallet out of my gym shorts, baggy ass gym shorts, you know, and I couldn't even pull my wallet out of my pocket because my wrist was so messed up. IV instantly. It's like, dude, I can move my hand. Look at that. <laughs> so awesome. It's, it's, you know, I believe in it, man. It's such, it's such good stuff, but it's just crazy because my wife totally manifested this. Like, I don't think she manifested this. Like this is so far beyond what she ever imagined happening, but I'm so driven and so encouraged by you because you, you are who you say you are. Like when you say underdog empowerment, like you're rubbing elbows with dudes who are, are like big players. Like you're rubbing elbows with some guys that are some major fucking guys, but then you're still you're still like rubbing elbows with dudes like me who are fucking fighting tooth and nail to like get up and, and create my brand and create myself and grow my company and do all these things. Like you're still re willing to put yourself out there, right? Like you don't have to do this, right? Right. But this is like, I can see it's something you enjoy doing, 
Yeah, man. Because you want to see people who want to win, win. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's some underdog shit, man. Like I want to be, don't matter if you're, if you're up and coming just like you and I are, you know, just getting it going. Or if you're crushing it already, if you're committed to being the best version of yourself, excellence, like, you know, good is not enough. Excellence is a standard. Like I want to, I want to do something incredible and you have strong reasons why you're doing it. And you're no bullshit kind of person. Like you, you tell it like it is and you're real with people and you do it for the right reasons. That's who I want to be with in my life, you know? And so that's why we're here right now, you know? Hell yeah. And you're fucking killing it, dude. And I, I just love the story. Like I love the story of like, I, I want you guys to just, if you're listening right now, just take a deep breath and think about this. Here's this dude who came from not a lot as a kid and went to prison and came out and everybody fucking told him he was not going to be able to make it. And now you're growing and exploding and the shit that you have coming is just fucking crazy. Yeah, man. It you is, know, it is fucking crazy. Think back, zoom out and think about it, man. Like Grateful. it's so cool. It's so cool, you know. And so, if you're listening to this again, the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is so that you understand, like, with you know, some there's like there's some stuff that has to happen, but you can fucking make it. Like you can make it. Don't let anybody else tell you that you can't make it. Don't let your circumstance control you. Don't let whatever it is stop you. Let it drive you. Mm. You know. Amen. One hundred percent, dude. I mean, that's just just the way it should be, in my opinion. <laughs> Ain't no other way around it, man. I mean, <laughs> you, you do that, or you can live a shitty life. One or the other. It's you your know? choice. Amen. You know, you got a choice to take. Amen. Well, brother, man, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this podcast with me. Like, I didn't even know this was gonna happen, so I'm super fucking stoked about it. There's a few questions I always ask going out, and so my actually, it's kind of one question will come into four. My values is building grit through gratitude, resilience, intuition, and tenacity. And so, what are you doing to be grateful? Oh, right dude. now, dude, I resonate with that so much. Like before I even let my feet touch the ground in the morning, I run through what I can be grateful for right then and there in that moment. A lot of times it's the same things every morning because I'm grateful for what I have. But then there's, you know, there's different stuff sometimes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the air that I'm breathing. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful that I had this house. I'm grateful that I'm in my kids and, and wife's life every day. Shit like that. Because as, as cheesy and cliche as it sounds, you notice, you notice though the cliches are typically true. You know what I mean? And yep. when you're grateful for what you got right now, this has been something that I've had to work on too, really, because I'm the type of guy that I achieve a goal and I'm happy for 10 seconds. I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? Let's go. You know? And it's like, I don't give it the time it needs to be celebrated because you have to celebrate or otherwise you're just always going to be chasing the next fucking thing and you're not going to enjoy the process. And it's just always a chase. There's no fulfillment. You know what I mean? And so it's something that I really had to work on to where, where I get a win, just like yesterday. It's a true fucking story. S photo scanner Tanner when we get when we wrap up this. <laughs> when we hit and I I don't usually broadcast our, our our numbers or nothing, but this is actually happened yesterday. But we hit 200k yesterday for the whole year, and that's you know we we did 110 last year, so we're close to 100 percent growth already. And I drew a picture and it said 200k with the uh, exclamation point, and then I drew a stick figure of a dude with his hands in there, said yay, and then I drew a big old penis on him. <laughs> <laughs> just like hanging out flopping or whatever and because that's the type of culture we have here where we have fun it's literally one of our core values is to have fun make it take any opportunity to laugh enjoy the process and so normally i would have hit that and been like okay cool let's let's do three you know like let's go to the next and i still am like yeah we're gonna go to the next but i had to take time to appreciate it so yeah i could have went down a whole nother rabbit hole but i wanted to keep it short sorry no i love that man it's great we got nothing but time <laughs> <laughs> right on. uh resilience so how are you being resilient how do you keep pushing forward dude 
anytime you start any new venture or any project or any anything ambitious, you know, there's it's almost like the uh, take the leap moment. Like, I just got to do it. Oh, shit. Should I do it? Fuck it. I take the leap. You take the leap. Then you might have like a tad little tiny taste of success. And you're like, yes, I'm glad I took the leap. And then all of a sudden, all the resistance comes and you're like, holy fuck. And then you got to fight through a bunch of shit or else everybody would be successful if it didn't work out like this. Right. And then, you know, but there's that moment of like almost uncertainty. You're like, holy fuck. But in the back of your mind, you know, it's going to happen. That's why you don't quit. But it's still it's scary at sometimes. So long story short with with pot effect, dude, we're I'm literally funding that as we go we built a whole tech team bro i didn't know i don't know anything about technology <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know nothing about that bro like i couldn't i could barely even I, I just learned how to operate this studio in here before i had a microphone that connected it was a usb directly from the mic to the computer when i came home from prison man my my buddy handed me the f- smartphone when i went away we had flip phones i asked him to make a phone call and he hands me it, and i'm looking at all the apps and i didn't know what they were at the time and i started getting an anxiety attack and i'm like dude, I just want to make a fucking phone call and this is a phone, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, the resilience. So just, you know, Hey, you have that vision and you don't compromise. Mm, yep. The vision, you don't compromise on the vision. And sometimes that means shit fails doing it a certain way, but you don't compromise on the vision. You keep that goal and you just try it a different way and just keep on trying it until you fucking break through, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's it for me. We talked about intuition a little bit, but let's let's talk about it. Like, well, how do you use your intuition, bro? I probably should, and we are getting and making more data driven decisions. And I brought people on to help me do it because I don't know how to read data that well. <laughs> you know, I'm not a data numbers person. I'm not an analytical person. I'm a creative, bro. I, I shoot from the hip. I jump off the cliff and grow wings on the way down. Anytime my intuition is like, I'm not wrong. My, I've never been wrong with my intuition. I've been wrong in my life, but that's because I went against my intuition especially with a judge of character person. Like I could, you, you could get around somebody and be like, man, this motherfucker's a snake or something like, are there something about this guy, but fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways. And then it always comes back to bite you in the ass versus if I'm like, nah, I'm not fucking with it. Like it's, it's never came back and bite me. There has been times though that where I went against my intuition and it has now with like ventures or, or taking bets or risk or whatever. Sometimes my intuition says, yeah, do this. And then the thing falls flat on its face. So it looks like my intuition was wrong, but, that failure led to the success. So I had to go through that door, that fail, that initial failure to get to, to the success. So yeah, man, I, I, I'm a firm believer, man, like trusting your gut, dude. Uh, I know a lot, of, there's a lot of data, data driven people that listen to this podcast might be like, Oh fuck dude. Yeah. Keep listening to your gut and see how, where that gets you a bit. You do have to balance the numbers, but man, sometimes you can't, you have to go with that. Gut. Well, yeah, but then sometimes the numbers are wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so there's some situational shit, dude. Like there's literally situations where, the numbers clearly say don't do this. For an example, the numbers would say that you can't scale what we did with our company. I was telling you that story where you know we produced Pocket and, our, our, and one of our clients that just came on, he had, was with another production company, switched to ours, was in the middle of a move across the country from New York to, to Dallas and gave us the episode the day before. We need a seven day turnaround. Well, we stayed up till like 2 a.m., me, me and our production, and we literally got it up there and then I seen that, hey, their old production company didn't have episode and season numbers. And I went and changed them one by one by one in their hosting service because that, you know, good is not enough. Excellence is the standard. It's what we live by. And I hadn't done production in over a year, but, you know, it was such short notice that I had to get in there if we were going to get this podcast out in time. Now, data, you know, you can't scale that, but it's what people will say. But by doing that, by trusting my intuition of, hey, this is who we are. This is what we, this is who we are. This is our core values. We live by this. We make every single decision by this. We, everything is by this. 
that and I wasn't expecting anything. I did it because that's just who we are. But that led to three referrals that became clients. And and this this only happened like a little bit over a month ago. So you know that intuition came through in a big big way, and, and it, it paid does. off. Yeah, exactly. More than double. You know what I mean? So, which is know. awesome. Amen. Which yeah. is so awesome. So how uh, tenacity? What do you, what do you have a, the firmest grip onto right now? It's a good question. I, I always stump people with this one. They, yeah. they, I always get them where they're like, fuck, what am I gripping on to the hardest? Yeah, that's So I'm all right now. My whole thing is I'm all in on this new venture that we're getting ready to build because the others are, they're able to to hold up on their own. We got, you know, good operations now. And, and this other, this hosting company is like the model for me, I feel like fits better than the agency model that w- what we have. Don't get me wrong. We're still going to keep the agency and still do it and love it. But I'm going to phase myself out of like the coaching per se and you know maybe just turn those all strictly into courses because i need i need my time now you know i need to scale up my time and we're still going to offer our done for you services because our operations can can literally handle all of that so i don't have to be in that but this this software as a service company what i'm building dude like and i'm not going to get into the details because ed's not out there yet and i don't want anybody jacking my shit but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally it's it's different it's differentiated like a motherfucker it's doing everything that all the other ones do but all the stuff that they don't do too and I know from being a podcaster, I know what a podcaster is looking for and how we can help them. And so we're offering that solution. And then that thing is going to lead to the other thing that you and I talked about, the big, big thing. And so they just, it's just all vertically integrated. I've been on that vertical integration. Love shit, that. You know, thanks to Jeff Fencer. Yeah, that dude, man, dude, before that, that's, I guess that's my, what I'm holding on to the most is before that I was the entrepreneur, the guy that was working too much in the business like this agency and like just trying to, I was still the rainmaker, still the vision, had the vision and was selling the vision and making it rain. But I was also doing a lot of stuff operating in the business. And that's not a true entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs have the vision, have the ideas and they can go out and sell it. What I mean by sell it is, yeah, you were bringing clients in and shit, but you're also bringing in the key team members, the key external relationships, whatever you need to sell to make that thing, the right vendors, whatever, to make it a reality. And so I was like, that's actually, you know, I, I've gotten clear now on my strengths, like all this operate, operation, operating, I'm a shitty operator, dude. Like I can do it, but I hate it. And it's not as good as somebody that does that, that that's their thing, you know? Right. I'm horrible at a bunch of shit. I'm only good at a few things, but the things that, the few things that I'm good at, I'm really great at. And for me, that's vision selling the vision and networking, you know, that's, that's, that's it. And if I just do that, dude, cause I can have ideas all day and I, I can see problems and I can, oh, this is how you fix it. And this is what we got to build and let's go get the, the operators to build it and stuff, you know? So I'm really hanging on to that. I'm staying true to that because that fits right into my strength and stuff. And so I'm just really grateful for that as well too, to finally like, oh, this is my zone of genius and fully step into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm betting on you, man. I'm betting on you. I, I, guarantee you're going to make it Thanks, just man i can see the vision i can see the fucking the action the clarity like you know you're a dude who's it just like failure is not an option it does it's not it's really like, it's not. just not do you go like this too because you, you're the same way bro you literally it's like fuck that hopped on a plane got your at like out here like i go i look at it like this man whenever i go into to make a decision and stuff i look at it like this like number one is this does this align with the vision is, is this going to bring us closer to making the vision a reality if it's a yes, like, all right, is it going to kill me if I do this? Like, is what's the worst case scenario? Is that going to kill me? Nope. Okay, let's fucking do it. Yep. Literally, that's it. If it's not going to fucking kill me, 
fuck it, let's do it. I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to bet on myself. That's what most people are scared to bet on themselves. And that's why they don't never get to that next and level. And here's the problem. If you don't bet on yourself, who the fuck is ever going to bet, bet on, on you? you. Exactly. Never. Exactly. They're never going to fucking bet on you if you won't bet on yourself. Amen, bro. Amen. It's so, not going to kill you, man. Fucking. You got to go for it. Yeah. Fuck it. You're going to get some lumps along the way. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You know? There's going to be some major bumps and bruises and shit, but that's just part of it. Yeah. It's the, those bumps and bruises are like little war souvenirs versus the people that don't have anything to show up because they never, never stepped out to, to venture off. Yep. For sure. Amen. Dude, Zach, I, I could just talk to you for hours, man, but you Likewise, know, we, we yeah. got stuff to do. So I really appreciate you. I had no idea we were going to do this. So this was <laughs> such a, I mean, I didn't even think to ask. So I appreciate you offering like because i don't know that i would have had the grit to ask because just all the shit that's going on so i'm super grateful that you jumped on and did this podcast with me likewise um, where can the listeners find you where is the easiest place to, to find out what you're doing if, and if they let me just tell you right now if you want to get into podcasting and i know some of you who listen to me are thinking about doing podcasts because i've talked to you so i'm talking to those individuals that i know that listen to my podcast <laughs> this is your guy like he will get you where you want to go Right on, man. I appreciate that, dude. Yeah, I mean, if you need help with the podcast, awesome, dude. Check out alphapodcasting.com. We can hop on a call and see if it's a good fit. But if you just want to jam with me, dude, the best place to find me, obviously the podcast. I love podcasts. It literally changed my life. I'm super biased towards podcasts. I'm not going to lie about it. And that's the reason why I play in the podcast space. Underdog Empowerment is what I'm super, super duper passionate about. You can listen to it on any channel that you listen to podcasts on pretty much. But to make it super simple for everybody listening in, go to underdogempowerment.com right on the homepage. You just might have to scroll down a little bit, but there's a little podcast section. It says subscribe. There's a red button. Click that. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whichever one. Hope to see you guys over there. Uh, the rest of the social media is right there on the site too. Uh, hope to get connected with you guys. And uh, Nick, dude, this was this is definitely a blast, man. We're definitely going to have to do it again, man. For sure, man. I can't wait, man. I really appreciate you. I hope you have a great day. You too, man. You've been listening to Building Grit, one call at a time. Everyone faces challenges, and we talk to people who use grit to be triumphant. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show, and we hope you had some fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with Nick on Facebook at Nick Wingo and on Instagram at building underscore grit. And remember... Victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. This is Building Grit One Call at a Time, signing off.